Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RIPodcast.net. This is episode 283, recorded live on Sunday, November 25th, 2012. And here are your hosts, the man who is back in Michigan, Dave Poy. Hey! And the man who never left, Andy Lowe, hi. Never left Michigan. Nope. Ever in your life. Well, no. I mean, we know that to be false. Yeah. I'm just saying that I didn't leave the state for the holiday. No. I don't know why I would leave the state for the holiday. I'm not sure. Why would you leave the state for I holiday? don't know. Everyone is here. Yeah. I mean, you could want to, to like, visit other places. Maybe on a honeymoon, that sort of is a holiday. Well, I, I'm just saying for the Thanksgiving holiday, it would make... Because Thanksgiving holiday is normally time spent with family. We don't really have any family outside of Michigan. So, does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Yes, it does. Whereas all of my friends and family are in Michigan, so I spend my holidays here. Yes. Yay, holidays. When are you heading back tonight? Monday. Tomorrow. Monday. Gotcha. We'll leave here probably around three-ish. In the afternoon? Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. I suppose we'd leave a little earlier if you and Kate want to grab dinner somewhere. Um, not sure when Kate's going to get out of work. Ah, could leave a little earlier if you want to grab dinner somewhere. Could. We'll see. Okay. I may or may we'll, not get called into work. I'm not sure. We'll, we'll talk about it later. Yeah. I don't think we need to talk about it right now. Nope. What should we talk about right now? How was Black Friday? I didn't, well, I had to work, so I didn't okay. go shopping. How was the weekend between black friday and cyber monday well i had to work yesterday so technically today is my first day of the weekend wow yeah so what are you gonna be doing today <laughs> probably absolutely nothing other than you know editing a podcast okay it should be nice because there's a there's a steam sale going on i saw that but i don't really I think it's the fact that I, I'm using a laptop as my main computer, mm-hmm. but I'm just not really into PC gaming at the moment. Hmm. That's kind of terrifying. Where so it's you're, like, you're moving back to the console. Yeah. I see. Because I got Assassin's Creed on the console. I got... Um, there's a game that I played on the Xbox. Well, it was for the original Xbox line a long time ago called Sniper Elite. They just came out with a version two just recently. Mm-hmm. I actually picked that up on Amazon for um, fifteen dollars. Um, they're one of their Black Friday deals. So yeah, I got that on the console rather than getting it on the PC. I think the last PC games I've played have been. Oh, let me check our list of games <laughs> for twenty twelve. Can't believe the year's almost over too. I know. One more month to go. Right, where's the list? Oh, because it's not on my drive. It's shared with me. Of course. Rather than, you know, just having one list like it used to. You Let's can, see. I think, put it on your drive. And it still references the same document. Let's see. I played Siberia, Siberia, Siberia 2, Bookworm Adventure Deluxe. Ooh, Bookworm. I should put the sequel to that on my wi- Christmas wish list. Um... Yeah, there's Civ Five. Yeah, I see. I really haven't been getting any new PC games. 
just cleaning up the old ones. Yep. Yeah, I'm going back to console. I didn't know that. It's weird. But that's because I don't have a something powerful enough to play anything new. But yeah, PC only. It's weird. I didn't. Now that you bring it up, it it didn't realize it until now. Gee, thanks, Dave. You made me feel sad. No apology either. No, not really. <laughs> not on that one. Thanks. So, what You're have you welcome. been playing? What have I been playing? Uh, I've been playing Diablo 3, Faster Than Light, rather FTL, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, which I finally just found my save game, so now I can skip back ahead to where I was as opposed to playing through the entire thing again. Nice. Um, Pokemon Red. I found a, a Game Boy emulator for the for my tablet. So I need to find a decent Game Boy emulator for Android for my phone. I, I have one. Would you like it? Yes. Yes, I would. Uh, because I feel it? like I should just try out some of those old Game There's Boy games. John GBC Lite. Hold on. Let me go to the Play Store. What is it? Play.google? Yeah. Okay. Or I could just, you know, give this to you. Hang on. da 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 John GBC Lite, it's a, a fairly lightweight uh, Game Boy emulator. It does a good job. Has what you need. Oh, speaking of uh, Game Boy emulators, this mm-hmm. is not on our list, but did you hear that they're cracking down on the R4s? It is now illegal to sell it in Japan. Yeah. Holy crap. Good thing I got mine before. <laughs> <laughs> So yes, uh, and and then of course, you know you should only do this for a backup of games you you currently have, which is why I've got Pokemon Red, um, Cool ROMs, I believe is the website. If you've been doing this for a long time, you may remember that ROM websites used to be hit and miss and very dirty and dangerous. Yes. The ROM websites, the Wares websites. Yeah, well, Cool ROMs has has kind of compiled all of that and put it together nicely, and it I haven't had a, a single problem with the site yet. So it's almost like a pirate bay of ROMs. Yeah, gotcha. Without the Swedish police. <laughs> In the slightly a, a, so, adult advertising on yeah. the website. So CoolROM dot com. Gotcha. And they, they kind of tell you what you need. It's it's very well done and well designed. And in fact, I just visit it um, from Android and just download it straight there. And then I have the zip file and that's all you need. Hmm. Now, I have to say, like emulation on, on a tablet or on the phone, good for some games, not good for others. Well, I'm guessing it's not good for games that require rapid button presses. It's not even rapid button presses. It, it's rapid button changes or simultaneous presses or things like that. So you know, I, I was thinking of trying to play like Mega Man X on the Super Nintendo emulator. Oh, God. There are times when you're supposed to hold down three buttons. <laughs> Four if you include the D-pad. Right? You are running forward. And you are holding the charge, and you are sliding, and you're jumping. Doesn't work quite as well. No. Um, one of the, the cool things I've done, though, is I have a, another program called Tablet Remote, 
which you install it on the tablet and on the phone, and then it acts as a keyboard for the tablet. It's an input device, and on the phone, it sends the input. So I can actually hold my phone like a gamepad and play on the tablet. I was just wondering if there's somebody has invented any sort of pluggable gamepad for tablets. Oh, I mean, Andy, there's a ton. It's Bluetooth. You don't want to plug it in. True. You just do it over the Bluetooth. The Bluetooth. Like the internets. I spell Bluetooth with an E, but not in the blue. T-O-O-T-H-E? Yeah. Well done. Yep. So... It's a Bluetooth game controller for $17. Yep. I mean, you could probably go onto Craigslist and find a a Wiimote for $5. Probably. Because those are Bluetooth and work quite well. Especially if you're just doing NES games or Game Boy games. Yep. Got it. That would be weird to have a Wiimote in here. (laughs) It would just seem like it's all by itself. It's just sitting there all alone. No we, no we, you. Do you see the thing where somebody was pointing out the fact that they're naming all the games like Zombie U and Super Mario Brothers U and everything? Right. If they make a sequel, are they going to be called like Zombie U2? Would they get in trouble for copyright infringement? <laughs> Zombie U2, now with Undead Bono. <laughs> Bono, Mario U2. <laughs> Mario U2, Bono now running with, around from now with Edge. But now we have officially entered the holiday season. Maybe maybe they're just going to have one version for the Wii U, and that's it. You don't get any more. <laughs> just the one. No sequels. Hmm. Because you can't... It's Zombie U2, or it's Zombie 2U. Two Zombie U. Two Zombie U? No, none of them make sense. Well, because Nintendo's being Nintendo. Yeah. So the Wii U is out. Holiday season is in full force. Um, And in fact, we've got a couple things along the lines of consoles in our our list of topics. And there's also one Christmas one also. Let's let's stick with the consoles for now. We're on a gaming kick. All right. Um, First off, Ubisoft's president, as it were, uh, made a statement the other day, and I, I found it kind of interesting. I wanted to get your opinion on it. You know me always trying to actually foster discussion on the show. Really? Yeah, saying that consoles should have shorter lifespans. What, isn't the lifespan normally around five years or so? Yes, but this generation has been significantly longer than that. Yeah. Right? The 360 came out in 2005? We should know this by now. (laughs) We keep looking it up. Go look up the PS3. I'm looking up the 360. I already typed in Xbox 360. PS3, PlayStation 3. PS3 came out first. No, Xbox 360 came out. No? The Wii came out. November 11th, 2006 for the PS3. 2005, November 22nd. So the 360 was out first. Yeah. So the 360 is now seven years old. Yes. No sign of the the next... Well, there's actually many signs of the next one. But it's been seven years. Yeah, it'll it'll be... You know, at least eight years between. And Sony has said that their console has a 10-year lifespan. I, I don't think they're going to hold to that once Microsoft puts out their new one. But the argument is that developers and publishers 
are more and more hesitant to put significant work and innovation on stagnant hardware. Which makes sense, especially since um, you can tell that the hardware is getting a little long in the tooth. Especially when, you know, Assassin's Creed comes on two discs. Right. Gears of War comes on, like, four, three, no, Halo comes in on four. Halo 4? Two. Two? Two discs. But still, when you get to the point where you need to start making multiple discs... Andy, don't don't even go... Think back to the PlayStation. True. I had games that were four discs long. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, that's, that is one of the signs. So... The, the statement is that consoles shouldn't have this much lifespan, but at the same time, it means you're buying a new console every five years. And if you want all the exclusives, it means you're buying two new consoles or three new consoles every five years. That's a lot of money. Yeah. I think it's bad for developers, but good for consumers. Well, but if it's bad for developers, it's bad for consumers because we're not getting the innovation. We're getting some innovation, just not as much as we tell could. Me, tell me the differences between Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, Assassin's Creed Revelations, and Assassin's Creed 3. What was innovative between them? Well, um, Assassin's Creed 3 has new locations and characters. Um, supposedly it has a new engine, so okay, character models are a little better... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Difference between Black Ops and Black Ops 2? Roman numerals. <laughs> Difference between NCAA 12 and NCAA 13? Okay, now sports games. That's, <laughs> that's not fighting the roster. <laughs> well, it, except that if you actually do go back to when they jumped from one console to the other, there was a huge upgrade in everything. Yeah, basically because they had to create the game from scratch over again for the right. new hardware. And they're hesitant to make changes that they're going to have to just rebuild later. I'm I'm actually kind of a fan of saying, yeah, these things are, are going on a little too long. But then we just go back to the console versus PC debate. Well, I'm... Granted, consoles are basically just specialized PCs. Mm -hmm. Highly specialized PCs that you can't upgrade. Yeah. Ooh. Now there's a thought. Oh, upgradable consoles. Developers would hate it. Modular consoles. Didn't the N64 try that? Yeah, the N64 was developed with the idea of, hey, we're eventually going to come out with this little expansion slot and. Star Fox required it, and I don't know at what point all the games required it. <laughs> was it Perfect Dark required it too? I think so. I have no idea. It was. It was. It just wasn't a, a really good idea. So you said, "Hey, there's an idea," and then now you've responded with, "That's not a good idea." It's an idea. It's, it's not just a good a one, though. Bad one. It's a very bad idea. <laughs> Developers would go nuts. And not in the, like, nuts, oh my god, I'm so excited. Nuts in the, oh my god, I want to firebomb Nintendo. <laughs> or whoever is doing it, because that's just, no. No, can you imagine trying to develop a game and say, like, I don't know what setup they have. It would bring it back to PC development, except now you have console limitations. No. 
Let those developers work on PC titles and everyone else can do whatever the fuck they want. <laughs> All right, so that that's one thing. So what about the rumors of the new Xbox? Yes, which I, I think, I believe it says is not being called Xbox Next or the 720, thank God, or we don't know. I was so upset at the idea of a 720. You spin me right round, baby, right round. Like a record, baby. No, I, I still think my idea is, is, is the best one I've heard, though. Which is? The Xbox 365. Mm. Right? Look at it on every level. Do you want the PlayStation 4 or the Xbox 365? Yeah. It is what you use 365 days a year. I think it works. I think it works on many levels. So the next Xbox will have four hardware cores, each divided into four logical cores. So it's so just like... The equivalent of a 16-core. You remember when the PS3 came out seven years ago? Yeah. We are like, oh my god, six cores. Yeah. <laughs> that didn't last long. Next Xbox will also support <gasps> Blu-ray discs. <laughs> Directional, what the hell is directional audio? <laughs> I don't know. TV output and input, yes. <laughs> uh, Innovative controller. Although, I, I suppose TV input would be new. You could use it as a media storage. That you could record off the TV? Yeah. Mm. So it's your Xbox with a TiVo. Yeah. Connect 2.0. The picture is not accurate. I hope the picture is not accurate. That thing's huge. Like, that is a PC. Look at that. I'm just trying to figure out what the heck directional audio is. I, you're the... I know, and if I can't figure out what the hell it is... Apple's directional audio concept is like multi-touch for the ears. Okay, so you'd have the headphones, and... The headphones could produce sounds in different directions. So that's, according to them, if you wanted to listen to Miles Davis, you would move your iPod forward. But if you wanted to listen to John Coltrane, you'd move it towards the left. What? Yeah, that's... What? Mm-hmm. As an audio user interface, allowing users to make selections and navigate menus based on audio cues in a three-dimensional surround sound environment. No. I, uh, no. What the fuck? All right, so we've talked about the Xbox 365 720 next. Yeah. We've talked about how Microsoft was thinking about doing an Xbox tablet. Yeah. And there were also talks about an Xbox... This Microsoft neck, uh, was it the the glass is what they called? I think so. Smart glass? Yeah. You remember smart glass? Yeah. Okay. And then they were talking about a Windows-branded phone. Not just a Nokia phone with Windows 8 on it, but an actual Windows yeah. phone. What about an Xbox TV? I mean, if it were a TV that had everything we just discussed built into it? Well, no, they're thinking it's going to be like, you know, the Apple TV, where it's a set-top box. No, only if it is the console itself. Well, the idea is, so you have the Xbox 720, but maybe you have the grandma who just likes playing casual games. Hence, 
Wii Bowling sort of thing. You'd get her the Xbox TV, and you'd be able to... It's kind of like an Xbox Lite. No. No? No. I mean, it might work for some, not for me. Not really feeling an Xbox Lite? Not feeling the Xbox Lite. Also feeling that if it comes out, that's what it'll be marketed as by the competition. It's like, oh, sure, yeah, you can you can throw your money away at an Xbox Lite. Or you can just buy our thing. But what happens if the price is only like $99? Then I get come- yourself an Xbox for under $100. Uh, an Xbox with zero capability. I don't know. It's, I just like it when there was just two options. Mm-hmm. You had Nintendo, and then you had the other guy, albeit either Sega or Sony. And then Microsoft came in and went, Look at us, we're so fun. Now, since then, everything's been crazy. So what else do we got console-wise? Oh, what would you think of playing an Xbox game and paying by the hour? Depends how much they're charging. That's the thing. They have not officially officially announced how much they're charging. So the idea is they'll you'll get a karaoke game for free, and you just pay by the hour when you play. I love how the options for hours are 2, 4, and 24. You get it for a day. Well, I guess it's 24 hours of playtime. So it's basically a karaoke machine. Yeah. And you I don't pay know. by I, the hour. I think I'd almost just want to go and rent a karaoke machine. I mean, wouldn't that be cheaper? Well, okay, so let's see. You got um, Sing Star or Just Dance or something. That's 60 bucks. How many hours do you play that? Most of the time, people just play that stuff when they have a party. Right. Being so, party games. Yeah. So if you're paying 60 bucks for a game that you're only going to play for a couple of hours, you're paying a lot of money per hour. I was trying to do some rough math in my head, but... Let's see, $60 game, let's say you do it for six hours. You're paying 10 bucks an hour for that. So if yeah. you're able to rent this karaoke game, basically... For five for, bucks an hour. Five bucks an hour or three bucks an hour or something like yep. that. At the same time, I mean, think of how many hours you clocked in Rock Band. True. If it's a good game. It's almost like the tipping point where it's like, okay, or, if you're only going to... Or, or, wait, I like, why wouldn't I just go to the video rental place and pick it up for five bucks for two days? True. Or just go, if it's in a red box, pick it up for... Two bucks a day. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, we'll see how this goes. Maybe it'll go very well. Maybe this will be have the new thing for certain games. Also, how the hell are they actually monitoring that? Um, I'm guessing it is... Well, the original thing is part of the karaoke channel. So my guess is... They've worked something out with Microsoft. Yeah. So you have to be online to do it. Yep. Yeah, I'd I'd actually just investigate how much a karaoke machine costs to rent that or just get rock band out again did you or guys get play rock, rock band, band yesterday no <gasps> you didn't no all my stuff is in madison we played um shit what's the name of it 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 <laughs> it's a cross between telephone and pictionary sounds so, interesting it is so everyone gets a word 
and then you write down the word in this little booklet. And then you pass the booklet to the person next to you. They look at your word and draw a picture. And then they pass the booklet on, and the next person looks at their picture and tries to guess the word. Hmm. And then you pass it on. And so that person looks at the word and draws another picture. That's interesting. It's really fun. You can get some really, really uh, odd changes. So how do you score it? You don't. <laughs> ah. There actually is a method to score. We didn't bother to look it up. It was too fun to just sit there and go around in a circle. Well, once you finish all like eight of these switches... You kind of go back and look and go, what? A banana? That's not a banana. That's a canoe. Birds and the bees was one of them. Oh. That changed drastically. I can see that. Star Wars managed to stay as Star Wars the entire time. That was actually really kind of... We're nerds. There were there were some good ones. Uh, oh, what was it? What was it? it? It ended up as like book sluts. Um. Yes, that that was a word. Not it wasn't a word that the game gave us. The game gave. I think that's actually what birds and the bees turned into. Hmm. Telestrations. Is that yes. what it's called? Yes. Okay. If you ever get a chance to play it with a good group of people. Preferably with some alcohol involved, it's worth it. Gotcha. <laughs> oh, it's still funny with the movie game. I'm going to start drinking just to make it fair for everybody else. <laughs> so, speaking of the holidays, Nielsen, every year, yes, ask kids between 6 and 12. Oh, yeah. Last year it was the iPad, wasn't it? Yeah. This year... Is still the iPad. Of course. Why is that going to change? It's not. Let's see. Last, We'll just go through the last year's top ten. iPad, iPod Touch, iPhone, computer, tablet, non-iPad tablet, uh, Nintendo 3DS, Connect, Nintendo DS, TV, and a smartphone. All right, so there's the top ten. So Apple, Apple, Apple. Computer, tablet, computer, Nintendo, Xbox 360, Nintendo TV. Wow. Six to 12-year-olds, all right? This year, top 10. iPad, Nintendo Wii U, iPod Touch, iPad Mini, iPhone, Computer, Connect, tablet, computer, non-iPad, Nintendo 3DS, Nintendo DS. So what I'm hearing is outside of the Wii U, which is brand new... Kids still want the same things as last year. Well, because nothing came out. <laughs> well, oh, sorry, the Nintendo, Nintendo 3DS rather than the Nintendo DS. Nothing came out. Other than the Wii U. Right. So, not really surprised here, are you? No, not at all. Why would they want to? I mean, <laughs> iPad Mini might show up on the list. <laughs> Who? I'm sorry, but I'm not giving a six to twelve a preteen. There's no way I'm giving a preteen an iPad. That is a lot of money in a child's hands. Yep. A lot. Yep. I, I've got nothing on that. I mean, I don't think I was able to say anything to it last year. 
Why would you do that? Why would you give a kid an iPhone? What? Why would you give a kid a cell phone? True. Why, what kid needs a cell phone? No. Well, I right, want. So that's an excellent question. This, is, this is what I want. I want a cell phone that can make calls to a limited set of numbers. Oh, they have those. Good. That's it's like what a three-button cell phone you give a kid, so it can call like your parents' phone number. Yeah, they can call me, they can call a friend, and they can call me. <laughs> well, no, it's like there's a 911 and... And and I can call them. Yeah. And there's GPS tracking. That's what I want. <laughs> Go make it so, Andy. Oh, they have them. Good job. <laughs> I'm just trying to find... I think like uh, Firefly is one of them, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think it's only like you can only dial three numbers or something like that, and it's got a GPS tracker built in. I want to be able to find my kid if they're lost. Mm-hmm. I want them to be able to call the police if they need to, but that's about it. <laughs> I'm going to lowjack my kids. They're not going to be able to find out. So continuing with games, we talked about Star Citizen, right? Yeah, and how excited I am about it. <laughs> well, to the point of I, I contributed like a hundred and fifty dollars to it. Jesus. No wonder. Did you hear what the crowdsourcing total was? I think it came out to be like just under six million. No, no, just over six million. Six. They point, hit the six million. Six point two million. Holy shit! I'm talking about. And- this was let, – let's clarify something real quick. Yes. This does not mean they have $6 million to make this game. The point of this was not to fund the game. The point of this was to convince investors to fund the game. <laughs> so they just raised $6 million. $6 million to – Show investors, yes, there is interest in this. Look at what people have already given for it. Mm-hmm. So it's a free-to-play game, Andy. Are you uh, thinking of picking it up? I don't know. I love how they started their own crowdfunding website, and that broke down under the weight. So then they said, okay, Kickstarter, you can help. Crashed in the first day. I was so excited for this, and I still am so excited for this. And it's probably going to be crushing disappointment. <laughs> but, I, yeah, it, it's, I'm going to need to upgrade my computer for this. And they're, try, they're thinking of doing some really radical things with it, like offline play hmm. or LAN. God, LAN play? You haven't seen that in a while. Yeah, well, LAN play on space combat. And you are a fighter squadron. Escort missions would have a whole new dynamic to them because you could actually like coordinate and say, "Look, you stay with the ship." Yeah, I don't know because I've never played this Star Commander, so I'm not sure. Well, I mean, no one. Wing played. Commander, sorry. A Wing Commander, Star Citizen, Wing Commander. Yes. Sorry, you never played sense. Wing Commander? No. Did you play X Wing? Yes. No. Okay. No. No, I didn't. TIE Fighter, yes. X-Wing, okay, no. TIE Wing Fighter Commander, and X-Wing no. are the same game. Okay. You played the other side. Yes. Uh, and if you've played that, you've, you've basically played Wing Commander because X-Wing and TIE Fighter were not clones of Wing Commander, but heavily, heavily, heavily influenced by. Gotcha. 
Um, I mean, with significant upgrades to graphics and abilities, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. But really good game and really good style. And, and I like it a lot and I'm looking forward to it. And I think that you should, you, you should get in on this. I'm good. Okay. We talked about Artemis yet, by the way. What? Artemis, the, uh, bridge simulator. Yes. Okay. We still need to get that set up. Okay. Hamachi, here we come. So, do you want to go from Star Wars to space or Star Wars to Disney? Let's go Star Wars to Disney. All right. So, Disney. The Imagineers, right? Yeah. Seems there's a part of Disney called Disney Research, which builds... Robots. Yeah. The animatrons that are, you know, country bear jamboree. Yeah. Well, it seems their new one... um, they built an animatron that can catch balls thrown to it. Yes. From a human. Yes. <laughs> they can build an animatron that can juggle with you. That is just crazy. It can, it can play catch. You'd think something like this would not come out of Disney, that it would come out of, like, MIT. Yeah. Of course, I'm sure if you were to go and look at the Disney Imagineers, like, uh, uh, transcripts... They probably are from MIT. <laughs> probably. Like, oh, what did you major in? Oh, I have a master's in robotics. You work for who? Disney. What? <laughs> yeah, you don't think about that. And then you're like, oh, wait. Disney was, the theme parks were built on engineers. Yeah. Like the 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea ride. It was just, that had to have a lot of hard science behind it. Yep. I mean, it's a lot of engineers and engineering and science. Science! I love how when the robot misses a catch, it looks back down at where the ball fell, shrugs, and shakes its head. (laughs) Now here's the question. Can it catch balls of different sizes? I don't know. I mean, is it just like, it can catch this ball, this one ball? Or if I throw it a basketball, will it actually, you know, adjust and recognize that, hey, this is at a different distance? I, I don't know. You'd have to... What I need you to do, Dave. <laughs> Let's go hunt down some Disney Imagineers. Yes. You know, it would be really cool is if we could get one of them on the show. I had a professor in college who I think was friends with a couple of Disney engineers. So what I need you to do, Andy... God, I don't know if he still teaches there or not. I know he was talking about retiring when I was in school. Time to start doing some digging. I suppose. I'm not going to do it today, though. Today's going to be nothing. Okay. Well, today's doing a podcast. And, well, yes. Yeah, storing it, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Yeah. Okay. So well, shall we switch to space now? Sure. Someone made a, a comparison between Zerg and actual bugs. Huh. And it's kind of creepy because for most of the abilities that the Zerg have, there is an actual bug that has that ability. Huh. Like suicide exploding acid weapons. That seems weird. But it, hey, bugs are weird. Bugs are really weird. Yeah. So Curiosity mm-hmm. is on Mars. Yeah. Doing its thing. It's not really space, but yeah. How is Mars not space? Is it a planet? Yes. Then in it's space. not space. Andy, any planet is in space. 
When you say space, it makes me think of like a satellite or a rocket ship, not a lander. Curiosity, while in flight, was in space. It is on Mars, therefore no longer in space. Dave, what does NASA stand for? National Aeronautic and Space Administration. Space! Aeronautic. Space. Are you claiming that they are also the... Dave? Yep. I missed that last bit. I, I said, are you, are you claiming that they are also the sky? No. Because it's the National Aeronautic... And space. Administration, yes. <laughs> anyway, Curiosity, which is on the surface of a planet and in not space. in space. Yes. Anyway, it found something, which they are calling basically like earth-shattering news. Well, I, I hope it does not actually shatter yeah. Earth. But, I mean, when you're on Mars, you never know. <laughs> um, they can't talk about it yet. <laughs> A, because they want to verify their information. Go scientists. Yeah. Good. Um, and B, you're not allowed to talk about any uh, information that's going to be released in a research paper until the paper is actually published. Okay. So they still can't talk about it, but something exciting is going on. <laughs> hey, guys, we found something out there. It may or may not be a sign of life, but we can't tell you. We're going to have to find out sometime next month when God. the paper is actually published. But NASA just said, hey, watch out. <laughs> Heads up. Something's coming. <laughs> Something's coming. We can't tell you what. Something it's exciting. good. Oh, the, the uh, estate of Tolkien? Yes, Tolkien. Has sued Warner Brothers. For games. They are, they are unhappy with some of the Lord of the Rings games. Well, not some. They're unhappy with the Lord of the Rings online slot machine. Wow. That's, they, so they is, have is it like, it, if I get three Gandalfs, does it become Gandalf the White? <laughs> I don't know. I've never actually really been a fan of... Nine the Rings only, for Mortal Men. The only slot machine I played was a Monopoly slot machine while we were filling up for gas, and then I won enough money to pay for gas. It's, it's three rings for the elves, right? It's three rings Shoot. for the elven lords, it was 12 rings for the dwarves, and it was nine rings for men? I think so. Let's see, the one ring. <laughs> really, there's a Wikipedia article? For the one, one ring. ring? Yeah. Three rings for elven kings under the sky, seven for the dwarf lords in their halls of stone, nine for mortal men doomed to die, and one for the dark lord on his dark throne. In the land of Mordor where shadows lie, one, ring, one to ring to rule them all, one ring, one ring to, to find them, them, one ring to bring, bring them, them all in the darkness, darkness and bind them. In the Everybody knows those two the shadows lie. No, not everyone knows them, Andy. Let's be real. True. <laughs> Very True. Oh, Tom Bombadil. Unaffected by the ring. So yeah, they're saying that they were okay with like the Lord of the Rings online and those sort of games, but then when they realized that Warner Brothers was planning on traditional slot machines with the ring characters and other products outside the limited scope of the original rights deal, then they got upset. Ooh. See, I was about to say, like, look, if you've signed away the rights to the game, you've signed it away. Oh, they well, didn't sign it away. <laughs> this original agreement was signed in 1979. There wasn't really, there was not really MMOs back in, you know, 
1979. Oops. So yeah, this is going to be interesting if... Because it's for the slot machines, but then the other Lord of the Rings games kind of get roped into it, so... Well, we'll see what happens. Granted, with the amount of money The Hobbit is probably going to make, they could be like, okay, here's your $80 million, now go away. <laughs> I, I kind of hope they don't just sell out for $80 million. You'd hope, but who knows? I don't know. Not me. Let's One can see. only hope. Microsoft, sorry, Firefox 17 is out? Yes, 17. Where am I currently at? I'm at Firefox 16. Oh, I'm not going to update now. <laughs> What's different about this one? I don't know. I linked the the update, though, so you can take a look. I'm not going to change to that. Updated Awesome Bar Experience? What the hell is an Awesome Bar Experience? The Awesome Bar is the URL bar. It's where you type in the address. Oh. That's called the Awesome Bar. Okay. I'm going to go to another website. I'm just going to type in Firefox 17 and see what the news is. Facebook features into Firefox 17. What? Facebook Messenger integration. Ugh. That's not a good idea. really isn't. Yeah, this social API. I think I've used Firefox or Facebook Messenger twice. I mean, I've used it from time to time, but I, I specifically go to Facebook to do that. Well, now you don't have to. Well, I do because I don't use Firefox. Which is funny because everybody was like, oh, you need to use Firefox. And now everybody's like, oh, you're using Firefox? What? Well, it kind of fell behind. I mean, really, I at this point, I prefer Internet Explorer and Chrome to Firefox. Let the flame war begin. <laughs> go to Reddit and be like, so what's wrong with Firefox now? Because I'm using Internet Explorer over it. <laughs> Just see what happens. Oh, well, speaking of Microsoft. Yeah. Um, so Microsoft 8, or Windows 8, is out. Yes. And, of course, the pirates have it. Well. Using the, the classic KMS trick. Well, you take a, your KMS version of Windows that you've broken. Yep. And simply visiting the Windows 8 website and requesting a free Windows 8 Media Center pack license. Yeah. You will get a key, license key, sitting in your inbox. Now, you can't use this key to directly install a fresh copy of Windows 8, but using your broken KMS version, it will activate it to Windows 8 Pro permanently. Oops. I don't think that was intentional. No, no, it wasn't. (laughs) I I really don't think that was intentional. (laughs) So if you want Windows 8, you could just, you know, go get get the Windows 8 version then get break it, and then get a legitimate key that will make it free and validate it permanently. Oops. Yeah, I don't think Microsoft saw this one coming through. No. I'm not sure I, if this is still going on now. Oh, it, it is. <laughs> it is. Wow. That's, that's really kind of funny yeah, and terrifying. Microsoft. Someone did not think that one all the way through. No, no. Someone's probably going to lose their job. Yep. Too bad. Like, I mean, really, it is too bad. I don't mean to sound cold and callous. I mean, that really is too bad. Yeah, it sucks for them. <laughs> but if anybody wants Windows 8... You can get it now. <laughs> yeah. So, the Wii U's out, and it's currently being sold at a loss. Yes. 
But Reggie has said, eh, don't worry about it. As soon as you buy one game... They've made their money back. Yes. The entire transaction becomes profit positive. And who's going to buy a Wii U and not buy a game? An idiot. <laughs> so oh, we got this Wii U. What are you going to play on it? I don't know. Because we don't have any games. Like, I bought a Wii U. What are you going to do? I don't know. <laughs> well, okay, so there actually is a group of people who are not idiots who will buy the Wii U and not buy a game. We were just talking about them, in fact. Pirates? Pirates. Gotcha. So now my question becomes, if you're selling the Wii U for a loss, yeah, how much profit are you making on the games that one game makes it a profit positive? I mean, they could just be not selling at a significant loss. True. Could be a slight loss. Right, it could only be like, you know, five, ten bucks or something like that. So that's still not much of a profit margin on the game. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. All right, well, that's it for topics. Okay. Oh, sorry. You're making me sleepy, Andy. I'm sorry. I'm trying to drink my real cola. I got Virgil's real cola because it was on sale. Oh, Virgil's. Mm. Uh, let's see. So then we have the review. Yes. You have something to review. It's your week. Yes. I went last night and saw Wreck-It Ralph. Instead of driving two hours to come visit me. I'm sorry, but I was driving the postal van for eight hours yesterday, mm-hmm. and I really didn't feel like driving another two. Uh-huh. Plus, we had just gone over there for Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. Sorry. Excuses, excuses. <laughs> I came home and I it was like, could, and then I'm sitting there going, no, I don't really want to. No, no, no. We we all understood, Andy. It was okay. It's been a long, long today day. Today was the first day since Wednesday that I did not have to get up at 6 a.m. Ouch. Yeah, you're, you're fine. Don't worry. <laughs> I had to get it at 6 a.m. for work and then for the turkey trot, which that one was my own damn fault. But Yes, but you're Andy, it's okay. Don't worry. Yeah, and then work and then work. And today I'm just got up after 6, so it's good. Right. So I saw Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah. So did you. I, I indeed have seen it. So let's start right now by prefacing this with there is a potential for spoilers. You have not seen this movie. Pause the podcast, go see it, and then come back. I don't think you have to pause the podcast. We don't have to. I think we could explain it, the idea, without spoiling it. It's the fact that video game characters are real people inside the game. And since in the game, his job, Ralph, is to be the bad guy, after 30 years, he kind of gets sick of being the bad guy. And so he leaves the game. Andy. This, these are the spoilers. It's in the ads. It's in the it's trailer. Just let, so anyway, what did you think of the movie, Andy? <laughs> are you trying to tell me that the trailer spoils the movie? Potentially. There are people who avoid trailers. I think you've done that on occasion. No, I never have. You've never avoided the trailers? I've avoided some reviews before watching the movie, but I've never avoided trailers. I, I do have friends who have avoided trailers. Huh. I thought it was interesting. There, I, did, I saw it with Kate, who is geeky like me, just not, you know, video game geeky. And so right. there was points where I was laughing at something that went over her head. But to me, it felt like those were more like Easter eggs rather than 
like the main joke, if that makes sense. It's it's about video games, but it's not solely about video games. You don't have to be a video game nerd to enjoy it. If that makes sense. There are like there there's things there, the Konami code, Leroy Jenkins. All your base are belong to us. There's just little bits in there in the background that you notice. Especially the graffiti. Yeah. Oh my god, so much graffiti. There's a lot of puns, too. There's so many puns. Mm-hmm. But I enjoyed it. I liked it. I might. I definitely want to go see it again. Did you stay for the um, very end? Was there a stinger? Yes. Oh, shit. <laughs> no, I think we left before then. Oh, it had it was at the very very end, and it it was an homage to the end of Pac Man. If that makes oh, any sense. Oh, yes. No, I we did see that. Okay. Yeah, the it's the ninety ninth key, right? What? That's the level in Pac Man. No, level two fifty six. Yeah, which is I believe called the ninety ninth key. Oh. Is it actually? Let me see. See if you just pull my leg. Uh, maybe it's not called the 99 key. Nope. It's, I thought it's level 256. Well, 250, yeah. Yeah, Pac-Man level 256. Yep. The split screen. So yeah, it's that at the end. key then? I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. But I like the movie. Like I said, it, it's about video games, but it's not entirely about video games. So there's, you don't have to be a video game nerd to enjoy it. Yep. So... If it's still in a theater near you, go see it. If not, rent it. See what you think. It's a good movie. It really is. There are some plot twists in there that are funny. Some. So, <laughs> yeah. the, only, the, the only major... Well, okay, so the, I, I did have more than one major problem. Oh, you had a problem? I, had, I actually had several. Okay. Uh, first, Koopa, to my knowledge is not in an arcade game. In True. fact, several of the characters that they showed aren't in arcade games. True. I don't think there ever was a Sonic arcade game. Right. So, but you almost have to throw those guys in there because they're iconic video game characters. Yes, but the the idea that all these characters are put together in the arcade... Like Sonic, I could get away. I could let them get away with because he wasn't actually there. It was an image of him in like an advertisement. True. But Koopa was there. King Koopa, Bowser, was there. So that was, that was kind of problem one. Problem two, I can't stand Sarah Silverman's voice. <laughs> that was just painful. <laughs> it took me a while to realize it was her, though. Oh, no, I, I knew. I knew right away. Oh, my God, was it so painful. Yeah. But it wasn't really Sarah Silverman playing so because I hate Sarah Silverman when she does her own stuff. But when she was right. just voicing somebody, it wasn't that bad. I uh, her character was adorable. Her character was so cute, and and very creative and wonderful, and it was fantastic writing. Yeah, I can't stand Sarah Silverman's voice. I I I I took it like I bared with it, but oh my god. Otherwise, though, fantastic, fantastic movie. All right, so we both agree that people should see it. Yes. Okay. So, random Random, topic. Random topic. 
Oh. Who wins in a bare knuckle boxing match? Winnie the Pooh or a Care Bear? And does the outcome change in a cage fight? Okay, so no, the outcome will not change in a cage fight. Okay. Winnie the Pooh or how many Care Bears are there? A lot. I don't, like, I think the Care Bears were slightly before my time because I don't really remember them. Yeah, 1981. Bedtime Bear, Birthday Bear, Cheer Bear, Friend Bear, Funshine Bear, Good Luck Bear, Grumpy Bear, Love a Lot Bear, Tender Heart Bear, Wish Bear. Added in the 80s. Baby Hugs Bear, Baby Tugs Bear, Champ Bear, Daydream Bear, Forest Friend Bear, Grams Bear, Harmony Bear, I Love You Bear, Perfect and Polite Panda, Sea Friend Bear, Secret Bear, Share Bear, Surprise Bear, Take Care Bear, True Heart Bear. Added in the 2000s. America Cares Bear. Dave, stop. The America Cares Bear, Andy. A happy, patriotic, and energetic bear who believes that America's greatest strengths are caring, helping others, and teamwork. God, this is, oh. The Amigo Bear. <laughs> it's the first bilingual care bear who is fluent in Spanish. Si, senor. Care Bears, oopsie does it. Oopsie Bear. God, oh. Care Bears, Adventures in Care a lot. This, why is this still going on? Messy Bear, Too Loud Bear, Brave, oh, and then they have the cousins. So Brave Heart Lion, Bright Heart Raccoon, Cozy Heart Penguin. Aww. Okay, so back to random topic at hand. <laughs> There's Playful a lot of Care Bears. <laughs> There's one Winnie the Pooh. Also, it's like an old school versus nude school. Because I, well, the Pooh is- I mean, also, Pooh Bear is, is he, he is lazy, fat, and really only wants honey. He like always his, sounds like he's slightly depressed, not like Eeyore well, depressed. The whole but, cast sounds like they're depressed. Well, other than Tigger. Tigger sounds like he's Tigger, psycho. Oh, Tigger is a manic depressive. <laughs> like, there's a real psychological study going on here about this forest. <laughs> Everyone is depressed in one way or another. <laughs> like the five stages of loss because you've got the, the rabbit who's usually angry what's the five stages it's a, a, the end is acceptance denial anger depression something in acceptance <laughs> it's five stages of grief it's actually seven stages of grief it's the five stages of loss and grief and the idea is it's actually not linear but Denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. I missed bargaining. Ah. I, don't, I never was a fan of poo. Or, well, I, I mean, never I, I, so this, this to me is a silly question. And when Andy told it to me before we started, I said, I have three words for you. And I thought those three words were, I don't care. It's close, but it's not quite there. Three words are care, bear, stare. Done. The ultimate showdown. All got hit by the Care Bear stare. God, I haven't seen that video in a while. Gandalf the Grey and Gandalf the White and Monty Python and the Holy Grail's Black Knight and Benito Mussolini and the Blue Meanie, Cowboy Curtis and John B. the Genie, Robocop, Darth Vader, Lopan, Terminator. No, uh, Robocop, Darth Vader. Crap. I knew it. Like two weeks ago, I, I, I did it. Why? 
because we had a uh, an event that we called the Ultimate Showdown of Ultimate Destiny, which was my team versus one of the other technical training teams playing laser tag. <laughs> of I, course, you found a laser tag place over there. I had an eighty percent accuracy <laughs> in the first game because you're leading lambs to slaughter. No, well, actually, I got second place in the first game. Really? Yeah. I had an 80% accuracy, but I got second place. I got first place in the second game. It took you a game to figure out their scoring system. Oh, it took me a game to kind of get back into it and remember, like, oh, yeah, lean backwards. Oh, right. Cover things and don't show. And, oh, shoot everywhere. <laughs> yes, I, I found a laser tag place, Andy. I had known that there was a laser tag place before I moved. Did you research it before you moved? Yes. <laughs> I'm like, I wonder, is there going to be a place where I can go and, and just kind of shoot things? Yep. In fact, it's the company that we used to buy the equipment for for ZapZone. Oh. Many, many, many years ago, we had an UltraZone laser tag. I think I remember that. Where it, it, it would shine in your eyes if you didn't have two hands on the laser? Yeah. Yeah. So that was Ultra Zone. And there's an Ultra Zone laser tag arena about two and a half miles from where I live. You should have a rematch at the Madison Curling Club. No, they would beat us terribly. Terribly. These guys are, are fairly athletic. It was close. Yeah, I. At this fight, Dave says a Care Bear, I go, why are they fighting? Who would probably be sitting in the corner going, Oh, I wish I had honey. Friggin' diabetic bear. <laughs> you can make it a free-for-all and throw in a gummy bear. Gummy bear. Steve! And jumping here and there and everywhere. We actually just saw Cloudy with a chance of meatballs the other day. Oh, no, different gummy bears. <laughs> different gummy bears. Cheeseburger different gummy bears gummy bear jello is made from jello piano is made from jello that was such an odd movie it was very well done though <sighs> alright well hour and a half is up so yeah I, I it's a fight I don't care about but Dave if the ultimate showdown of ultimate destiny is any indication the care bear will win yeah, I mean, the Care Bear just, like, cleared out this huge group of people. Yeah. Care so, Bears. Care Bear. All right. Bye, everyone. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at rapodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.